Hey everyone, on today's episode, Chris and I are talking all about the idea of rapport and we're talking about how to do it the right way and more importantly, how to do it the wrong way. Check it out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Contractor Growth Network. I'm Logan Schinholzer and I'm joined today, you might have heard him on, he's been on a couple of different podcasts so far, Chris Livingston. Chris, what's up, man? Nothing much, brother. Thanks for uh, allowing me to do this in your office. So Chris, just a little background. If you've heard it before, he has been one of my best friends since sophomore year of college. So going on maybe about 10 years at this point. And now Chris has come in and he's actually does sales for I'm the, the company. I'm the director of sales. Chris, uh, he's he got to choose his own title and he went with director of sales. I suggested president of sales, but he went with director of sales. So uh, Chris is our director of sales. He's the sales department as well. So he's also the highest and lowest ranking member of the sales team. But Chris will be joining me for podcasts. We're going to kind of shuffle in and out between Chris and Alex. Just, you know, some topics Alex is more keen on and others Chris is more keen on. So that'll be kind of the, the trend moving forward. So Chris, do you want to give everybody a uh, eight second background of you? Um, no, you, you can take a minute. Go ahead. Yeah, no, uh, thanks again, Logan. I, I really do appreciate having me on this. I think this is really, really important uh, for me and also for the people that we're helping out because I just think that it's absolutely amazing opportunity that we have right now. I love the fact that we're shaking up an industry and changing it and changing some lives and like this is this is pretty dope. So I've done some leadership stuff for for a while and I didn't know how leadership and sales would kind of correlate together, but uh, it goes hand in hand. So that's this is pretty dope. All right, Chris. So Today is your topic. You're the one, the broached it. So what are we going for? I'm going to talk about the value of rapport and how rapport is so important. And it's not just uh, something that should be glossed over and something that only happens at one part of the sales process. I kind of want to talk about that. Okay, go ahead. All right. So um, I will reference some notes every once in a while, but I think that when I think of rapport right away, I think of the word trust. So I think of the fact that in order for us to be able to get someone to go forward with us, we have to gain some trust, right? So, you know, the idea of if someone's coming into your house, if you're a homeowner or if you're going to go forward with, you know, buying a website from us or something like that, you got to have trust that not only that the system works, but you also got to trust in the person as well. And, you know, you got to, that, that trust is not easily gained, right? So on the calls that I have on a regular basis, I just find out and that very candidly that people who already have knowledge of us already have, you know, been exposed to us, that trust is, is there. So like the people listening to the podcast right now, the trust is a hell of a lot higher versus somebody that comes in from a, a Facebook ad or they found our information somewhere else. That is 100% correct. So like someone who has now seen us in some other space the idea is, well, these guys got their stuff together. They know what they're talking about. Something they said already already resonates with me. And so they built this trust up with them. So, so that's something that I know for me, like when, whenever I talk to somebody, we've talked about this before, is, is if somebody reaches out and I know with you, because you did that podcast, what, like a, a few weeks ago, and it was you joined in and somebody on the phone said, like, yep, I've, I've heard your podcast, Chris, like for you, I remember I asked you specifically, like, how did you feel when you heard the person said that they already knew a bit about your story and who you were? How did you feel when you heard that? And what do you think that did for your confidence on the sales call? 
I felt, I wouldn't say powerful, but I felt like very confident, you know, and maybe it was powerful in a sense. I think that I don't want to shy away from that idea. I, I didn't feel like I was powerful over them, but I felt powerful like in my own self. And then also when they told me that, I was just like, you know, wow, maybe with something I just have to say could resonate with someone else. And so I felt comfortable going into the conversation. It didn't feel like it, I was having to sell them on who I was too. Mm-hmm. You know, that part maybe seemed like it had already been done. It, it's, it's the idea like your reputation like precedes you. Yeah. So if somebody like, you know, in your world, guys, like if you think about like somebody comes in and says, yep, I want, I don't know, like I want a new patio versus somebody comes in and says, hey, I was at one of your old clients who's my friend, I was at their house on their patio and it was great. And I checked out your reviews and I see that you have 45 five-star reviews. I want to talk to you about a patio. Those are two completely different conversations because one's coming in already understanding. And and we're just talking about like a patio here. Like imagine if they see your content online, which is going to be helpful stuff. That trust factor goes so much higher. The same way that when somebody calls us from the podcast, from YouTube, from somewhere where they've heard not just what we do, but more so our mindset behind things, they're buying into the system that we have developed, not just like the end product, if you will. That's, that's so true. I know. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think that's what's funny about all of that is uh, we talked about like, you know, what the people say whenever they got like, you know, I happen to have been, you know, in the military and that's something that I, don't really love to like lean into. Why? Uh, because my military experience was always the idea of being a silent professional. And so um, got to do some cool stuff, got to be part of some special operations units and whatnot, but it was always like, I- I'm not gonna go around shaking some sticks saying, hey, this is what I, you know, I give you a hard time. I give, you know, all people in the Navy and the SEALs a hard time. There's a joke that says, how do you know someone's a SEAL? They'll tell you. They'll tell you. Yeah, exactly. So like, and that's one thing that I'm not saying that's anything bad because, you know, SEALs do an absolutely hell of a job of what they do. But in that community, it's also, you're supposed to, it's the same idea. Like if you come out and just so everybody knows, if this is their first podcast, I, I wasn't a SEAL. I went in for it, didn't make it through one of the training programs in Hell Week. And that was that. So just a little caveat. Don't come at me, you know, throwing out military acronyms that I'm not gonna know on our, on our call. So, um, but in that case, it was like, it was very obvious that anybody who was, you know, in the teams that came out and wrote a book, they were pretty much like scolded. Like, you know, you just like, they just didn't like them, you know, cause yeah. they came out and like profited off of this, which when you're in it, I'm like, oh, that makes total sense. Like, you know, screw that guy. But then like, when you come out, you realize like, you know, you have an option. That perspective is valuable still. It's a, yeah, it's it's like now that you're on the other side, you did all this amazing stuff that's a cool-ass story that a lot of people want to hear, and you can either keep that to yourself and die with it on your deathbed, or you can do this and make a lot of money while you do it. So, yeah. like, you know, when you're in it, I'm like, oh, that makes sense, but now in post, when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I get why they did it. Yeah, I mean, I'm still in that headspace where I'm just not, it, it, it doesn't, I don't really love the idea of just me talking about it all the time. And you don't have to like be braggadocious about it, but like, you know, if I say like, what'd you do in the army? And if you're like, yeah, you know, I just, uh, I just did a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I'm like, no, Chris, like, what'd you do? And you're like, you know, I just, uh, I did some special, you know, like you can drop the R word. Like people, as long as you're not doing it in the wrong way, it's like when you go to Harvard, you don't, you know, you don't walk around saying like, hey, my name is Harvard Chris, but you can like, you know, if I'm like, Chris, where'd you go to school? And you're like, 
you know, I went to, I went to a school in Boston. Oh, which one? Oh, you know, just one of them. Like, just answer the damn question. And yeah. by the way, Chris did not go to Harvard. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's funny. But he can spell it, so that yeah, counts. Exactly. Backwards, too. Um, but, so yeah, so I'm not really there with that whole idea, but, but it did make me feel good. You know, and, and we've, let's say this, this week, we've had a pretty good week, right? And this week, you know, two people have already hit me up and like, oh, they have some type of Ranger affiliation, right? They either know something about it or they happen to be one at some point in their life. And, and that's cool, you know, mm -hmm. and, I, and, I, and I would love to help out anyone who has uh, uh, not only those that, you know, I want to help out all people, but I feel like I have a certain sp place in my heart for people that, you know, have had a similar walk of life than I have. Sure. So, but kind of going back to rapport and how valuable I think that is, um, one thing I really noticed, and you kind of harped on me about it originally, was the idea of what's your what's your responsibility as a, as in sales when it comes to rapport, and like you're kind of gauged on how much information and how much diagnosis you can do of someone in your initial you know meeting, and that's done through conversation that's like you know 70, 30, 80, 20, making sure that that customer, that homeowner that client is heard and is felt and, and they're doing the talking. So that's something that, that I thought, it's, it makes all the sense in the world, but I, I recognize that many people don't get it. Like I'm still talking to people out there who are talking about how they throw up or how they talk about, they do all these things to their clients. And you know, it, it's not only do they do it out there in the home, but they're also doing it on their website and in every other portion of, of marketing they're putting out. So that was kind of, it's still kind of crazy to think about that people don't understand that concept. At the same time, though, like most people, that's that's all you want in life is to feel heard. Um, Charlotte is having a very large homeless problem right now, which is not common for Charlotte. And compared to like the big, you know, like you know, uh, San Diego, San Francisco, both places where I used to live, this is nothing compared to those, but it's new to Charlotte. So one of the things that they came out with was an article and they talked about like, it's great if you want to donate tents, if you want to donate food, if you want to donate money, but what they really want is they just want to feel like human beings. They want to feel yeah. like somebody is listening to them. And I know that there was, um, there's a guy in, in one of the CSA programs named Bobby, and he was talking about when, you know, he's doing the 75 hard, which part of it is he walks, you know, for at least 45 minutes. And he said he just started talking to a homeless person and at the end gave him like 20 bucks. And I remember like reading it and, and just like responding saying like the 20 bucks is great, but I bet you the fact that you spent that much time listening to this, this uh, person, that is what they're gonna remember. Not the 20 bucks that you gave them, but the fact that you just humanized them again. And this is what we all forget when it comes to selling is that we are the expert, we have all the answers, they need to shut up because we're the ones that know what we're doing. But in reality, like we, we know that we're the expert, they probably know that we're the expert, but like, I'm, like when we do stuff, I'm still, like we still do these kickoff calls with contractors. And I, for the most part, I know why their clients are buying from them. I know, you know why somebody's gonna remodel their kitchen, I know why somebody wants to clean up their pond cleaned or their bathroom painted but I need the contractor to reaffirm with me because it's that trust piece. Because if I just say, yep, I'll build your website, see in two weeks, like, and we get it wrong, well, now we're stuck. Yeah, I mean, and not only that, like, if someone says it out of their own mouth, it must be true, right? Like, yeah. You know, and, uh, and it's, not, it's not even a game. It's not a game of like trying to manipulate anybody, but it's like, you want to make sure that you fully understand. Yeah. Because if I tell you, um, 
you know, I'm having a hard time and you're going to, you're going to see hard time through your own lens, whatever hard time looks like from your lens. But you know, when people say I've got a hard time and they, I'm like, what do you mean by that? And they tell me more about their hard time. I'm like, dude, that's more than a hard time, mm -hmm. you know? And, or, you know, oh, oh, okay. That's different than what I thought a hard time would be. So I think that being, letting people be able to speak is so important in that trusting fact, because like you said, people want to be heard, but that's one thing that I just, I see way too often that people are just not doing. Hey guys, if you're looking to grow your business, make sure you head over to contractorgrowthnetwork.com. Learn all about everything that we can do. Websites right now are the hot thing. Everybody's at home. Get on it because this is the new way that people are buying today. Contractorgrowthnetwork.com. So how do you build rapport then? Overall? Or you mean with that? Let's just say like overall. Like somebody, because this is something that in sales, we all, we all know we're supposed to do it. Now, back when I work at Indeed, this is how it would go. Hey, Chris, this is Logan with Indeed. How are you doing today? And you would go, oh, I'm doing well. And I go, okay, great. Just real quick before we get started, how's the weather for you? <laughs> like, I, I remember, I, I've told this story before, but I remember being at CarMax selling my car and what the guy does, and, and I, felt, like, I felt bad, but what, it, what happens is when you sell your car at CarMax, they test drive your car. Now, while you're test driving it, another salesperson because they're trying to like figure out like the valuation of the car. Another salesperson, their goal is to sell you a car because if you're selling one, now you need one. And what the guy does is he comes back to me and he, he has the valuation of what my car is and his goal is to now sell me one. And he goes, all right, Logan, I got the valuation in my hand. Now I got to ask you one thing before I show you this. I'm like, okay. He goes, do you like sports? And I was like, oh my God. I was like, yeah, man, it's cool. He's like, yeah, me too. What team do you like? And it was just like, the worst. It was cringeworthy. Dude, it was so bad. And maybe that's why in my mind, like, I don't like focusing on the rapport stuff because, like, to me, that's not important. Well, it's got to be, it's got to be candid and genuine. It's got to be genuine. So for me, like you said, like, what do I do for rapport? Like, first and foremost, I'm in a situation where I truly believe in the product that I have. I truly see how it changes people's lives. I truly believe that there's a lot of conviction when it comes to I'm talking to somebody, right? Also, there's honesty. Here, when I'm cold calling someone, I'm not giving them some swindle situation where I'm trying to get their time. I'm, it's a, hey, Logan, you don't know me, and I'm gonna be honest with you, this is actually a cold call. Would you like to hang up on me? Or can I get 30 seconds of your time? So now I, I've given them an option. I haven't just like coerced them to having a conversation with me about, oh, hey, Logan, hey, man, it's me, it's Chris. You don't know me you know, or whatever it may be. So I think that being honest, being candid, being, you know, having just genuine care for someone goes a long, long way. And what else I do is because I care so much about like the customer and I truly believe in what we have, it's really, really easy for me to reach out to them in throughout the entire process. You know, we'll, we'll sell a website to somebody and it's, um, and I hope he doesn't care right now. I'm gonna use his name. Frank. Frank's probably one of my favorite clients we have right now because Frank is a uh, is a good soundboard for me, and also he's just a good client, right? And he's bought a little while ago. I mean, I'm not I, him. He's not spending more money where I can I, I can now you know it, it's valuable to me about him spending money. I'm not it's the the money's already spent. Now it's like Frank told me, oh, I'm going to Disney World. Frank's told me. Hey, like, I want to know, like, what do you want to see your website do? 
Like, what's it supposed to do? Like, what's the function of your website? Okay, well, it does these things. If I have a clear understanding of that, I get to do a couple of things, right? One, I get to hop in front of problems before they become problems. So, you know, those problems are going to fester and become big problems. So how can I hop in front of that so I know what's really going on with him? I can be able not only to take care of that for him, but if he's experiencing that, I'm sure other clients are too. So I can, we can come here, we can strategize, and make sure we're taking care of all our clients in that way. Two, you know, sometimes they just want to talk. Sometimes it's just a conversation and we can kind of, you know, let a load off real quick and be able to, you know, be humans for a little bit. It's not, you know, client and, and salesperson, it's, it's humans. If you get really lucky, like, you know, we'll be able to leverage that sometimes and they even give us referrals. Hey, this, this is also going on in this situation or, hey, I got this situation, Frank. Help me, help me be able to walk this person through an issue that you had to deal with previously. And uh, you get to kind of like block competitors as well when you do that because when you now have genuinely cared, you got in front of bad problems, you made sure you checked in with people, then your competition doesn't have a chance with your client because of the fact that now it's like, why would I go anywhere else? They're totally invested in me. I don't have to, you know, it's like, uh, it's like the idea of like, you know, dating. Did you ever do online dating at all? Did you ever? Well, I use the apps, yeah. Okay, yeah, so I, I did too. And I think that uh, for me, I hated it because of the fact that I hated starting over every single time. Feeling like I had to go through like the pleasantries. Oh, just, like, like the small talk. Yeah. Like, so what do you do? Exactly. Why are you single? Exactly. But, you know, but sometimes like when you already have a connection with someone, like you grew up together, whatever it may be, it's like, I don't have to go through all that. Mm -hmm. We already have a relationship. Let's work on this relationship that's already, you know, that has maybe a couple issues. Let's work on that versus me starting over with somebody else that I can find out in three months from now, two months from now, two weeks from now, four years from now, this is not the best fit for me either. So, you know, I think there's so much value in gaining rapport. It has to be a consistent thing. It doesn't just happen the first phone call and you let them go. So are you, and when you keep talking about all this stuff, are you discussing rapport on the phone or are you discussing they, the end user, the client, the customer, need to have trust and rapport built with you before they even call? It's both. Okay, because like for most people, they look at trust before the sales call and then on the sales call, they look at this same idea as rapport. Hey, in gotcha. your sales call, because like there's like, and even with like sales training and stuff, they teach you, you need to build rapport before you go into it. Yeah, I mean, what, what's that? What's that whole phrase? Uh, I mean, part part of I know it kind of has different words, but part of your marketing is rapport. It is. I mean, trust and rapport to me is this. It's it's very similar. They're like very close cousins, like potentially even like kissing cousins. So the trust piece is like beforehand, but the rapport on the call is like it's still a trust factor. But they just say it's like, oh, you're building rapport. But a lot of times I think we either, I mean, at least me personally, I either skip the rapport or it's like, and I try to build it during the call of like, hey, I'm just curious, like, how, what made you start this company? Like, those are the things that I'm curious about, but it's like genuine or I just suck at the rapport and I just, yeah, I stupid ass questions. I think I would be wrong and I would be like remiss if I didn't say that if the person's not your client and you go too heavy on rapport, then you're gonna lose that person. And the reason I say that's because it sounds kind of maybe counterintuitive, but you don't like, okay, we are a unique situation, right? We're friends, we work together, you know, you cut my checks and you know, you better cut a big one this, this, this week. Uh, but anyway, so, but the reality is 
we had to have a real conversation. Before this became a situation, we had to have a real conversation like, hey man, like what I'm not willing to do is have our friendship in jeopardy because of some work situation. I right. can go, I, I have skills that, you know, that I can go work somewhere else. I would love to help you out and be able to be part of this team, but I'm not gonna challenge that for, you know, you know, a couple bucks, right? So you don't really wanna buy from a friend. You know, you, you want someone to have authority figure in a sense to buy from because you want them to, to, to be the expert and you don't, and I, I know that sounds kind of weird and maybe I'll ask, ask your questions or your opinions on that, but what I've noticed is people that I get too friendly with, people that want to talk to me about the military for, you know, very, oh, you're in the military? Oh yeah, I spent some time in the military and I'm just kind of quiet about it. Oh, you know, yeah, this, that, and the third, I did this. Like those people don't never go forward. Those people are, you know, those people don't go forward and nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying, but I think that the people that have gone forward that were in the military, we talk about this stuff after the fact. So Cause it's like their intention of the call switches. It goes from like, you know, Hey, let's talk about growing the business to like, Oh, actually I've got something that's more important than growing my business, having small talk with you about your history. Yeah. So I guess that sounds like if you were in the military, don't be afraid of bringing it up to Chris. But if you're going to hop on the phone, just understand that you are both there for a purpose. Chris cannot, you can't help contractors and you can't help yourself by making commission by discuss, unless they want to pay you for military story consulting, but yeah. they don't. I mean, like they're there for a specific reason. You're there for a specific reason. And when it comes to building rapport with clients, like it's cool to have commonalities because I'm in Charlotte. Whenever somebody calls me from Maryland, we do a, a brief like, oh yeah, I grew up in Silver Spring. And they're like, oh, you know, I'm up in here. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then get right into it. And that's my rapport. But it's not like, oh, okay, like tell me your history. Like, are you always from Maryland? Like, do you like the Terps? Are you like, you know, it's like, I'm not like, and yeah. that's, I know Billy Jean has one of those things where it hit, part of his 70-30 is 70-30, 70-30, actually he might be 80-20, but it's, you know, you talking versus them. And the next thing is of you talking, it should be 70-30, you asking questions versus them. I'm sorry, versus you making statements. And then the last 70-30 is you talking about the product or service and then you building rapport. And the idea is that if you spend an hour building rapport and then it's like, okay, let's talk about the actual service that you call me for, they're going to be like, well, I got to go. And they're going to resent you for it. So a lot of times, like that's something that I struggle with on calls is like when I talk to somebody who starts going off on too many tangents about stuff that is irrelevant. And sometimes it's good and, you, and people want to be heard. But you also got to understand that like if you are there to sell them a kitchen remodeling project and they're talking about their dogs for the first minute or two, that's fine. But if you're at minute 25, you're not there to sell them a kitchen. You're there because like, they just want a friend to talk to, but they're not going to move forward. That's true. That's so true. I know. We shut up. <laughs> uh, we could. What we could do is, uh, I think that we can kind of sum it up by saying that rapport is rapport and trust are, are are very closely married. Rapport is extremely important. You know, it's kind of tricky in a way. You want to make sure it's genuine, and it's got to be throughout the process. It doesn't, there's no start and stop situation. You gotta start it well before that person ever knows who you are and, and has ever had a conversation with you. And it's gotta continue on once you have that first initial conversation and once you've, you know, provide that service to that person. Yeah, and I know for me, like when I do the, like the questions during it, like I'm not doing it specifically like for report purposes, like it's, it's, I'm curious. Yeah. So I'm not gonna like halfway through ask a question that's like, and some people like depending on where you are, cause I had a, I've had a, a role play with somebody that, um, 
they were like, yeah, you didn't ask me for like my wife's name. And I was like, oh, does she work in the business? And they're like, well, no, she doesn't. And I'm like, okay, then I'm not going to ask that. But where they're from, and I think he's in uh, Arkansas, and he's like, here, like, you ask for like the spouse's name but if they're gotta, involved. It's got to be, it's got to be genuine. It's gotta and and be it, it's not my style yeah, to exactly. like, you yeah. know, if he was like, yep, we're, we're, you know, we're looking at this. If I'm like, oh, who's we? And he's like, oh, you know, myself and my wife. If she's not part of the business and she's not part of this decision, then I'm not going to go down that path of like, well, what's her name? Because I've had people do that to me in, in role plays before. And I'm just like, uh, well, her name's Audrey, but like, we, you trying to like, get her digits or something like what's going on here yeah i think it, it just also comes about how you do it because yeah. i had a role play pretty recently and and one of the critiques was that i gave a person was they did ask me for you know my girlfriend's you know name but there was no setup it was just like mm -hmm. it's out of, yeah. it's like out of the blue yeah so you have you have to give someone justification and like value before you ask that kind of thing and and the questions and and this is what we talked about before is you you need people need to buy emotionally. So like I talked to a guy one time and he was practicing selling me uh, like floating shelves, right? And what he asked was he was like, okay, so uh, what do you plan on putting on these shelves? And then it was just, but the way that it was asked felt like he was just reaching. Yeah, it's like and oh. asking a random question. Then afterwards I was like, why'd you ask that? He's like, well, I wanted to know like how heavy of objects there are. And I was like, okay, if you set it up a little bit differently and say, hey, I'm just curious about like the weight, what do you plan on putting on these shelves? Well, the homeowner's like, well, now this makes sense why he's asking this, yeah. but they still get to go through that emotional uh, connection. But what they're not doing is they're not answering a random question because the salesman like, you know, oh, like floating shelves, who else is gonna be looking at these shelves in the house? Like. There's a, there's a way to do it appropriately, but most people hear a word track or hear a way to do it, and they do it once, and it comes off as like cheesy. They feel cheesy when they do it. The homeowner thinks they are cheesy when they do it, and they end up like just being looked at as a salesman instead of like somebody who's like, you know, doing this like uh, consultative like selling. Yeah. Guys, thank you very much. If this all stuff makes sense, do us a favor. We're going to start bringing Chris on more. Let us know down below. Just drop us a review. Like, do you want to see more of Chris or not? Like, this stuff really does help us out. It'll give us good feedback into should we bring him back on or where do we go? So, everybody, do us a favor if you don't mind. Drop us a review. Thank you very much. See you guys next time.